Welcome to Last Minute Politics. My name is Pepper Coyote, and I have I have a guest with me, and we we did, I'm very professional as an interviewer, uh, as everyone who listens, as all dozen people who listen to this show will know. I forgot to ask a very important question, like what what do you want to go by as we're talking? Like, do you want to oh, affect an alias to yeah. shield your opinions, or should I say, shield yourself from my opinions, or you just want to go for it? Um, Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm I'm Bryant. Uh, we want to start out with some audio that you requested, and I've been I've been thinking it's it's good. It's good monologue. I'll let it speak for itself. This is from this is from a movie called My Dinner with Andre. Okay, yes, we are bored. We're all bored now. But has it ever occurred to you, Wally, that the process that creates this boredom that we see in the world now may very well be a self-perpetuating, unconscious form of brainwashing created by a world totalitarian government based on money, and that all of this is much more dangerous than one thinks? And it's not just a question of individual survival, Wally, but that somebody who's bored is asleep, and somebody who's asleep will not say no? See, I keep meeting these people. I mean, uh, just a few days ago, I met this man whom I greatly admire. He's a Swedish physicist, Gustav Bjornstrand. And he told me that he no longer watches television, he doesn't read newspapers, and he doesn't read magazines. He's completely cut them out of his life because he really does feel that we're living in some kind of Orwellian nightmare now and that everything that you hear now contributes to turning you into a robot. And when I was at Findhorn, I met this extraordinary English tree expert, who had devoted his life to saving trees. Just got back from Washington, lobbying to save the redwoods. He's 84 years old. He always travels with a backpack because he never knows where he's going to be tomorrow. And when I met him at Findhorn, he said to me, where are you from? And I said, New York. He said, ah, New York. Yes, that's a very interesting place. Do you know a lot of New Yorkers who keep talking about the fact that they want to leave but never do? And I said, oh, yes. And he said, why do you think they don't leave? I gave him different banal theories. He said, oh, I don't think it's that way at all. He said, I think that New York is the new model for the new concentration camp, where the camp has been built by the inmates themselves, and the inmates are the guards, and they have this pride in this thing they've built. They've built their own prison, and so they exist in a state of schizophrenia, where they are both guards and prisoners, and as a result, they no longer have, having been lobotomized, the capacity to leave the prison they've made or to even see it as a prison. And then he went into his pocket and he took out a seed for a tree and he said, this is a pine tree. He put it in my hand and he said, escape before it's too late. See, actually for two or three years now, Chiquita and I have had this very unpleasant feeling that we really should get out. And we really should feel like Jews in Germany in the late 30s. Get out of here. Of course, the problem is where to go because it seems quite obvious that the whole world is going in the same direction. See, I think it's quite possible that the 1960s represented the last burst of the human being before he was extinguished, and that this is the beginning of the rest of the future now, and that from now on, there'll simply be all these robots walking around, feeling nothing, thinking nothing, and there'll be nobody left almost to remind them that there once was a species called a human being with feelings and thoughts, and that history and memory are right now being erased, and soon nobody will really remember that life existed on the planet.
other than it getting I like the 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 way that it ends and uh I, I think like a little bit of framing, I think that's an extremely interesting monologue. But I'm I'm gonna save my thoughts here. Brian, why did you want me to play that clip? You said you would give me fifty dollars and now it's been said on the internet, so I do it need has to pay to you. Happen. Yeah, I have to pay you. you- um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't type the t- if I go to PayPal I type really loud on this keyboard so I'll wait till yeah, after stop <laughs> um, but so the thing is obviously I don't think he literally means robots we're not turning into machines although there are people I think that that want to do that you know like that's and that's that's a weird part of it like the the whole thing there's so many people that like I want Elon Musk's brain chip that is killing monkeys um, awesome seems like a terrible idea. But, um, so, the whole thing with being bored, like, there's so much news now. There's, there's, I mean, Twitter, which is 24-7, everything happening all over the world. Politics never stops. I'm, and I'm not one of these guys like, oh, no politics in this space. Ooh-woo. It's not that. It's that we, we get so oversaturated that, and there's a part in the beginning, and like I said, I think you should just post a link with it where people can watch the whole thing, where he's talking about, like, the bored kid in, in the bathtub just playing with his plastic duck, like, what can I do? And that, that this, this process does contribute to that. It's that it's more than just needing to go out and vote. In the 60s, people constantly were out protesting, or even further back than that. I was talking with somebody about this last night. Like, the whole First Amendment thing was was that we, um, we ha- you know, we, we, we used to be able to get so much done with handbills in the 1700s. You know, we'd print these handbills, hand them out, which is how America started. It was very sensationalized, but that was a thing. It's, it's, it was a big deal in England during the whole Hundred Years' War. And now there's just so much of it, you can't keep up with it all. You can't determine what is true or what isn't. Like, history is being erased politics today is people make statements and they're, it's not it's not the lack of civility. It's just like, oh, this fact check and that fact check, and they disagree. And there's no way to know, like, what's really going on. It's, it's amazing. You see it in, in testimony in front of Congress. You see it at town hall meetings. Everybody's shouting what's happening, and everybody has a different perspective on what's happening, which is normal because we're all standing in a different place, looking in a different direction. We all hear different things. But, but, you know, that's, that's now, now it's just, it's so much. It used to be that the, for example, the crazy person, I grew up in New York. We'd go to Times Square. There'd be guys on soapboxes, the old thing, like, get your, get off your soapbox. And, and they'd be shouting their crazy thing and you'd walk by and it'd basically be amusing. They'd have a few people that really believe, mostly people there for the spectacle. You'd put a couple of bucks in the hat, you know, it's like, this is this is part of the society and it was good you have the right to do that and you should have the right to do that now suddenly we have people that believe the earth is flat i used to think the flat earther movement was like some kind of joke like it was one of those things like toastmasters like oh i'd join the flat earth society it sounds really funny like something mel brooks would have founded then i realized there's people that actually believe the earth is flat like we were on a disc floating through space the sun revolves around like like what they imprisoned Galileo for. And it's because these people now have the ability to find like-minded or easily manipulated people all over the world. I see most, uh, I have a, a, a whole lot of thoughts from that monologue. I'm going to boil it down to two, but talking about flat earthers, I see a, a, a lot of the 
like the appetite for the most weird conspiracy theories and even like less I don't know weird conspiracy things like people who talk about lizard people or like the mole people or the like birds or robots or, like, I think these are like they're based on the correct intuition that things shouldn't be how they are for the reasons we are told that like we are not given acceptable ideological justification for how the world works for how there is such inequality like how can we live in a place that is so rich and yet people are so poor like and these contradictions can be solved intellectually through like you know theory and going after actual reasons or you can if you don't have that option presented to you and that option is very rarely presented to people uh they go on with oh maybe it's because the earth is flat and therefore like the illuminati and secret society and they have to buy a jfk moon landing like and it all just kind of like blends into itself of this correct feeling of things are not good like things are not how they should be something is weird how come the people who have the most power seem so fake and they seem to like treat us like we're children and live in this weird pretend reality that doesn't reflect our own reality so you end up with all these weird things the two main points that i and like going right along with it at the very beginning of that monologue he talks about it's like for for the purpose of a central government based on money like and then that, that's like one line of the whole monologue and then that never comes up again and by the end of it it's almost like making this uh like Oh, it's just because the people are are so brainwashed that like they just choose to be to these like back to brunch liberals who will never like do anything, change anything. It's like, well, people don't do that to themselves. That is only possible with a ton of like curation and propaganda and fighting against any kind. I think a lot of what he says I, when he talks about like the neo concentration camp, like if we're taking it literally, like literal concentration camps. I think that's a little, little out of proportion, but that's. I think it is correct if you talk about ideologically how we uh, patrol ourselves and the method that we do that being mainly social media because that's how all conversations are held now like, unless you're like in person with like in the same room as somebody and they're all mediated through the, like people I, I be like, oh people are so mean and awful on twitter and the things they say and they're so inconsistent and everyone's a hypocrite but like people don't just do that to themselves that's me blaming people for just being so awful like uh, twitter is so heavily controlled and moderate it takes so many nudges and pushes in in certain directions to make these sites what they are i talk about twitter but it could be instagram or TikTok, freaking anything. Like, they're, and it's not because there's an evil council of evil shadow people, but because that's what makes money. Like, Twitter, it's arguments. So they optimize that shit for arguments. Like, quote, retweet, subtweet, nonsense, snipes are what get promoted the most. Because, like, people don't even have personal arguments anymore. They just, you take that shit immediately to the public and be like, go for it, fuckers. The ratio will decide who is correct and just. <laughs> I mean, so I think to an extent, it's both correct and incorrect. We we created the capitalist society that we have, and I, capitalism in and of itself is not inherently evil. I know you disagree with that, but it's it's the, the it's it's almost we ask for it, they give it to us. That boredom and apathy, and and entitlement and spoiled attitudes. I mean, like it's like DoorDash. Like they created DoorDash because. Because, oh, people don't want to go out and get stuff, but then it, it, it spirals out. Like, we create these the, these gig economies because it's like, oh, this makes my life easier. So it, somebody's encouraged to do it because there's a demand for it. So it, it, it comes from the people, bounces back off of off of the mass, bounces, and it, it's... It, it becomes like this, like it's it's the, like people say the echo chamber, but in this case, it, it is. It's, it echoes and amplifies. 
it's we ask for these things, they give them to us, but it's not always you can't foresee what it's going to turn into. I think that words like good and evil are as relevant when talking about like systems of government, like capital, especially when just talking about capitalism. I used to be like capitalism is immoral, and that was my like forward point. And I can still argue from a moral standpoint, but I think that's less helpful. Uh, I think it's as relevant to talk about capitalism in terms of good and evil as it is to talk about like a great white shark in terms of good and evil. It's a system that we make, it's neutral, it's value neutral I should say, it's not good or bad. You can definitely gear it to run in a way that we would as moral people consider good or bad, but it's just like, oh, wh wh why don't you put in a nicer, more moral CEO who does better things for their employees? It's like, well... That's illegal if you're doing things that hurt the shareholders, because you legally must, in the U.S., benefit the shareholders. It's like a fiduciary situation, but for the only for the owners. Like you don't have to benefit your workers; you have to benefit your shareholders if you're a public company. And is that good or evil? I don't know, but it definitely leads towards uh, worse worker conditions. It can. And that that, no, it does, and that's that's the whole thing. Is it's it's what the system will bear. Um, we created the system. We, so so I was actually thinking about this as I was driving earlier, um, building up to this. Is for example the iPhone. Like I have an iPhone. You know, you may have an Android smartphone. State developed iPhone. Well, no, no, I know it's it's, it's well, I have no idea about what developed the iPhone. But here's the thing. It's. All of these different technologies that go together to make a smartphone were developed by people that were trying to do one of three things. Either gain immortality, you know, like Jonas Salk. That People go, Jonas Salk wasn't paid for the polio vaccine. Oh, he absolutely was in what Jonas Salk wanted because there's the Jonas Salk Institute, the Jonas Salk Prize, Jonas Salk Scholarships. Like, he... He's immortal, and that's you know what that was his goal. And then there's there's the second one, which is I will invent this new Bathmo dad and sell it to people, and I'll make money, and and then I can I can buy all the things, or I, my kids will go to a good college, will live in the good neighborhood, and then there's there's the third one, which is the person that can take these developments from others, and see like oh people will want this, and they maybe they develop it, both you know it could be part of the second one like and the first one like oh everybody wants this. So I'll invent it because I can, because I know what I'm doing. And you put all this stuff together and you create the iPhone. And, and the smartphone is one of those things that has done immense good and immense, immense harm to society. We could go into it. I mean, car accidents are through the roof because we can't get off these things. And it means, again, that that media, we're like that guy in the monologue, Gustav Bjornstrand. He stops watching television, doesn't read newspapers, doesn't read magazines, right? He's getting away from populist media. But now you can't because you're carrying it around in your pocket all the time. And, That's and where I find the the guard and like we, we are both prisoner and guard analogy apt because what do you do on the internet? You're either tattling on people to win points, or <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, it's it's exactly that. We we built this society and we participate in it, especially in America. Um, but I mean, other uh, every it's because a big entity rewards you for it. If you don't have the big owned entity that is Twitter, like tw the idea of people talking to each other on a big community forum is fine. Like that's not inherently bad. But Twitter isn't just people talking on a community forum. It's the heavily, heavily moderated. And uh, as, as we find out more and more, like directly, like the government can just call up Twitter at any time, and be like, "Hey, do this," and they'll say, "Yeah, sure." 
Like it's it's like a combination of a state media, state owned plat, not state owned platform, but state, state control. Like the state, state can influence. do whatever the fuck they want. I gotta get to our first topic. We're gonna okay. get effing nowhere because we're already All 20 right. minutes in. And Sorry. I know we've had we talk we talk a lot. That's why I, I knew it'd be fun to have you on the show because we have I, I think interesting conversation <laughs> conversations. But we can go for freaking eternity. Yeah. You are drinking Bud Light. You told me. Um, it's, uh, it's actually Budweiser. Budweiser Light next. It's Bud Light next. next. Yeah. And what makes it next again? You told me zero air, carbs. There's forget. no carbs. So so I'm trying to you know I'm getting older. I'm trying to not be fat, and and generally I'm trying to drink less anyway. So it, it kind of checks all the boxes. Like I enjoy the taste of <laughs> beer occasionally. Um, it's got only four percent alcohol, eighty calories per can, zero carbs. So I can do keto. On keto, typically you can only drink hard alcohol, which has no no carbs and no calories. But it's it's forty six whiskey is forty six percent alcohol on average, and that's a lot. Like if I want to enjoy whiskey over the course of a day, I'm going to consume an egregious amount of alcohol. I don't want to do that. So it's kind of perfect. It fits this perfect niche. It's very refreshing. It's like the diet coke of beer. Budweiser has found itself in God. Like I. I, I hate bringing up stories like this because if you're going like Pepper, you're talking about ideological consistency. Like, why are you bringing up culture war issues? I bring it up to make other points. I don't actually care about the, 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 the culture war issue. In fact, that's kind of my broader point at this. The fact that th- this is a headline that things companies like Twitter and other like social media made this is the Wall Street Journal They're, they've done a million stories on this I, did, I had no shortage of articles to pick from on this topic I chose Wall Street Journal basically at random because it was like the top result Google said read this one this shit is everywhere they've decided we must talk about this we must decide Bud Light good bad gay straight or bi <laughs> we must Transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney spoke out in a social media video weeks after her sponsorship with her Dylan. Okay, so it's a lady named Dylan. Sorry, that confused me. After her sponsorship with Bud Light ignited calls to boycott the brand, prompting the beer maker to put two executives on leave. (laughs) Two people got paid leave over this. I've been online. It's a quote. I've been online for a few weeks and a lot has been said about me, some of which is so far from my truth my truth that I was like hearing my name and I didn't even know who they were talking about sometimes. She said in a three and a half minute video posted Thursday night. So I'm going to skip down to where I can like, the reason I do these articles is to get like a summary of the situation. (laughs) Anheuser-Busch and representatives from Miss Mulvaney didn't immediately return requests for comment Friday. In a statement on April 14th, Brennan Whitworth, chief chief executive of Anheuser-Busch InBev's North American business. By the way, AB InBev is like, is it, would it be fair to say it's like half of like all beer that you can buy in America? Seems to be. Seems to be. Describe how big. So I, I don't really know because I don't I don't look this stuff up. I'm not, you know, I, I don't I don't drink a ton anymore. And um, so I just, you know, I, I saw this. And I was like, oh, zero carb beer. That's perfect. It it checks the boxes. But yeah, there's like yeah, in bed. You, you aren't buying this based on like I my part of my identity is Bud Light. Therefore, I drink Bud Light. No, weirdly. <laughs> <You're> not, <laughs> so I only got into light beer because I, I was working at this place that was like it was like 114 degrees in the middle of the night and my buddy was like i like i can't sleep my buddy's just sitting outside and he's got like a bunch of coors light in a tub with ice and he's like let me let me change your life for you right now and i found out that 
when it's really hot and you're really sweaty, like you're working on vehicles in Arizona, something like that, then just a light beer just feels amazing. Like it's just that it, it is actually very refreshing, and that's that's the reason I drink it. <laughs> so this, these are Ambev brands, just a few of them. Bud, Bud Light, Bush, Corona, Natty, Stella, Ziegenbach, I've never heard of, Bex, uh, Camden, I've never heard of that. Uh, what else we got here? Hogarden, oh, and okay, Asian, America, like the the page of their brands. I'm still scrolling. It's like seven. Oh, Africa. Okay, do they own uh, what is it? Uh, Red Stripe. That's Caribbean. It's not even African. Jamaican. But yeah. My, oh, Labatt. They own Labatt. Okay, <laughs> but that's why. That's why this happened. It's the Canadians. The. <laughs> The thing, um, you actually have read a little bit more about this than I even did, because I assumed what you assumed, and then you told me. So it's not even that Budweiser had hired like a person. Like Now you run and own Budweiser, and you're trans. It's that they did a partnership, kind of like someone would do like a Wheaties sponsorship with an athlete, but it was a, like a brand influencer sponsorship, right? Is that yeah, what you, you just, call it? You just, it's, and, and brands have been doing this forever. It's like it's, it, the, the modern world, because of modern social media, it's like NASCAR. Put this brand on that guy's jacket. Or have a little patch on the car, and and tons of companies do this, and they pick this person because they're like, oh well, here's a market, maybe we can get in. Like you know, if these people are health conscious, we have a light beer we sell. Something like I, I'm assuming. Like I don't know what Budweiser why they did it. I, I don't know why they wouldn't though. They want to be hip with the kids because right now that's what's like considered. To, you don't. Companies love doing this shit because now they get to drag people like me into being like. You have to buy Bud because look, we have a rainbow flag. This is the like they use the gays for fucking advertising points, and it kind of makes me extremely nauseous because you will then uh, click over to the uh, where is it? The second uh, article I have up, which is by the from the Daily Beast. GOP quietly backs off attacking Bud Light, its own major donor. Meaning like someone had to, some staffer was like, hey, you might not want to be shitting on Bud Light because. AB InBev, the company that owns Bud Light, gave you a bunch of money for your campaign. They buy off everybody. They don't give a shit. They're not this moral company. When I say that the parties are the same, I mean that they have the same bosses. My favorite analogy is it's the Harlem Globetrotters and the Washington Generals. They are both paid by the same man, you know? And like no one would be outraged to find that out. Everyone just kind of knows that going in because it's super obvious. And these two, par two parties, I say in air quotes, are two colors, are two directions, left, right, red, blue. <laughs> they each take Take turns being the Globetrotters and the Generals. Sometimes they have to puff them up and make them look like they're doing something when, of course, they actually aren't. And other times they have to make them all oh, the bad guys getting punished because democracy's working, right? Look, like it's all this freaking marionette stage play bullshit. It, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm cutting myself off here. <laughs> no, I, I was I was genuinely going to bring that up because it's just funny to me. It's like this was absolutely like that. <laughs> that pride month kind of we're gonna we're gonna do the thing and then like you know everybody jokes about it. Like, light sponsors phoenix pride it's like our biggest sponsor and everybody was like oh they're a trump company you gotta hit them and then like the next day i'm at pride like what the well not at pride i'm at the fence at the edge of pride because i won't pay the 50 bucks they charge you to go <laughs> so i smoke a blunt outside of pride and do not pay the ticket to give give your sponsor in, bitch, let me in. Let me in for free. <laughs> and, um, I'm a gay. Support me. <laughs> and I mean, like somebody just—it's never anything but advertising. So the yeah. companies just slap a rainbow on it and say, "Buy our stuff. Look at how good of a company we are." Because it costs them nothing to do it. Yeah, right in the. And chest. why do we have to talk yeah. about this all day? This is where I 
like turn site corner and what's your opinion? see if you agree with me on this or not. No, no. And the reason they t- we're talking about this all day, the reason that this has nine thousand stories written about it, it's been going on for like half a month, and we care about fucking Kid Rock <laughs> or whoever's opinion on Bud Light, is because what else are they going to talk about? They can't talk about how Joe Biden's giving us health care because he's not. They can't talk about how they're fucking fixing homelessness because they're not. They can't talk about fixing the drug problem. They can't talk about fixing anything like they anything that actually affects anybody. What are they going to talk about the child tax credit that they took away? <laughs> like, oh, the Green New Deal, which is not going anywhere, and if you actually read it, doesn't fucking do anything. Like, what else are they gonna? What do they got? They got to argue about Mr. Potato Head. They got to argue about like what books are getting sent. Like what children's like all the the James and the Giant Peach. <laughs> like, they got to argue about Bud Light. <laughs> well, so some of this shit is feeding or clothing anyone. Yeah. Somebody in the chat posted this this great thing: is brands don't do activism; they do marketing. And that's that's largely true, which is which is really there's two really funny takeaways from that. One is that that, that Budweiser's major competitor, Coors, which also owns a bunch of brands. I don't know who owns Coors. I think it's I think it's actually like Golden Eagle Brewing or whatever out of there in Colorado, and they own like every other beer brand that Budweiser doesn't own. And because they're out of like Denver, Colorado, which is for being a Western state that was like in the literal sense liberal, you know, on a lot of things that um you know that, that actually we call conservative but really it's you know like very liberal gun laws very liberal land laws ta- you know it was, it was like denver was like this this weird sort of libertarian stronghold for the longest time there's fucking woke gun ads you've seen them no no there's exactly. a woke cia ad that's Join what I'm the saying. cia but we're but, inclusive but that's what i'm saying and then you look at like cores which has been been supporting the lgbtqia i don't know how many I don't know all the letters because it gets it keeps getting I longer. Just, I do the first four and I do a plus and I've yeah. done my service. <laughs> I just don't want to leave anybody out. I don't want to leave anybody out because I do support that stuff. Like Coors has been donating to that since the seventies, since like back when it was like it actually was suicide to like to support that stuff. And everybody's like like putting Coors in their fridge and throwing out Bud Light. And I'm, it's it's weird because <laughs> it's I don't know if it's performative or they just don't know. It's performative by everybody, like. Kid Rock wants to buy a bunch of cases of Bud Light and shoot them. It's like, who's that hurting? You bought that. Oh, we've, <laughs> that conversation's been had since the Nikes. The uh, Keurig. I think that was the first one I remember. Yeah. And they were breaking their Keurigs. I'm like, yep, yeah, do, keep doing it. Keep doing it. You already fucking bought it's, it. It's man. a liquid. But as to why we talk about this instead of things that matter, it's it's bread and circuses, or in this case, liquid bread. Not mine, because there's no carbs. But beer has been said to be liquid bread. Beer has been a staple of of human existence since ancient Mesopotamia. The first example of, of writing that we have in the world is in the British Museum. It's a recipe for beer from an Acadian cuneiform. It's like 5,000 years old. <laughs> and and so so this is just, it's just the new version. It's, it's this is this is the gladiatorial combat. Let's watch these guys fight it out over whether, is that a woman? Is it, as, as Eddie Israel say, oh, bloke in a dress, bloke in a dress. Is, yes, I am. He's like, oh, 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 he's supposed to... Yeah. Yeah, it's it, Eddie would have been called transphobic if he did, did his same bits he did in the '80s. Now he still does, but it's but he's not because everybody because changed the language. People it, know his. Yeah. It's just like nobody says George Carlin. I mean, the right loves to be like George Carlin would be anti woke, but the reality is that everybody knows that, that he wasn't. Like you can listen to his comedy and be like, oh, some of that doesn't sound cool, but it's because he 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 you know it was any anybody in power with George. I miss that guy. But, you listen um, to what the the points made. George was like a materialist. And they Anti-materialist. Keep playing that clip. Uh, 
I, no, I mean, when I say materialist, what I mean is like he he cares about the real thing. He cares about what actually affects people. At least that's the the general message you get. I have no idea what his like. I don't think I don't know if he was a socialist. <laughs> I doubt it. But like he recognized that that bit keeps getting played where he talks about there's a big club and you aren't in it. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Every keeps coming up like every week now. And, it's just they it's have, just the new thing, and this just like Russia was dominating the news, and that's still going on. Russia's still invading the Ukraine, but we're like, oh well, people aren't that, that people aren't as easily distracted by that because they've become immune. You build up an immunity to whatever new thing there is, so they have to move on to the next thing. Just the, it's evolution. The news, is, the news is real bad, and what I've heard is apparently Zelensky's been told, all right, you get this spring offensive, and if it doesn't work, we're fucking out of here, and. I don't know, man. That doesn't seem good for anyone's argument on this <laughs> situation. I, I'm not going to argue. Remember about, that there was a guy yeah. doing leaks, and then no one talked about what the leaks actually were, but they just talked about the guy who leaked them, and the leaks were like, "Uh, it's really bad right now in Ukraine." <laughs> don't don't share classified it's intelligence to impress your friends online. That's that's a bad idea. I, I think that shit, like, the fact that it's, like, a 20-year-old, 20, 20 it's like, why does he have... Because <laughs> well, that's, cause, cause that's, cause, that's what the government's always done, though, at least since since a time when we why had the Why are they giving him statistics on the overall battle situation? You, you give the guy the order of, go here, do this. You don't yeah, be yeah. like, here's our full classified file. Well, because, but because that's, that's just like in movies. That's the one thing the movies got right, though. The government's always looking for, like, that super smart kid that could do this stuff and, like... Like the thing from yeah. uh, from Charlie Wilson's yeah. war, like like that that you know it's the kid that's playing chess against the five dudes. That's my my analyst. It's the, him with the CIA guy. It's like yeah, they always looked for that guy. He and definitely does not seem super smart. I think they were just like fuck. We got to pick somebody to slap this on. All right, this guy. Well, I mean, <laughs> so so it goes back to that social media thing that in, in the in the seventies and eighties and up until very recently. There wasn't that ability for global peer pressure to make some analyst for the for for central intelligence or wherever he worked, like be like, oh, I need to be cool now. Like you know, now now it's it's that same thing. He's like, he's doing it for the likes, and it's like, cause cause you could be super smart, but it doesn't make you not young. I was stupid when I was young. You were stupid. You were way dumber when you were younger. I knew you. Like you you get more intelligent. You don't necessarily get more conservative. It was like used to like I get to say more that. experience. Yeah, exactly. And, You're like, and there's a lot. Once you start looking at things, when I say materialism again, materialism versus idealism. Idealism being the fact, the idea that ideas are like make things. You have an idea, and then that changes the world. And if enough people all have the same idea, then there we go. Like, right? I would, I would call when you talk about how uh, capitalism simply responds to people's needs. That that is idealist because. We say that's how it works, but then when you like actually examine it, I'm like, well, no, 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 that's not actual capitalism. And then it sounds like you're doing the no, 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 that's not real communism, like that is projected onto me, which I never fucking say. Uh, I mean, I, true communism has never been tried. You don't say that shit. No, uh, they, they has. It's, it hold has. on, true communism has been tried in Israel times. and it works great on kibbutzes where people, everybody wants to do it, and that's where communism works perfectly. As long as you want to go be a communist, just, yeah. Just look at the world's largest. Uh, uh, largest economy 
Well, yeah, but China's China's China, not baby. a communist country. China is not a communist country. China was like briefly a communist country under Mao, and it was a disaster because again, it wasn't. And well, even then, people wanted to be communists, but they didn't have like they, these were largely uneducated people who just wanted to make Mao happy, and they didn't know what they were doing. And that's a whole other thing. China's communist is just no one knows what communism is so they're like what in China everything is not free and everyone does not frolic through a field of daisies while getting their daily amazing rations that the Vegas style buffet that everyone lives at because that's what communism is like now no, <laughs> who makes everything who has eradicated more poverty in the last century than anybody I am, I'm, right, I'm, I'm not going to have that conversation China spiel. like I said I've, seen, I've seen real communism at work on kibbutzes in Israel and it's, it's a ton of hard work by everybody but it's like each person that works hard can only produce so much there's only so much you can do with like the outliers in either direction some people can do very little some people seem to be you know John Henry a guy beat the steam engine and but when they all work together that no matter what the the net gain we are more than the sum of our parts you know and they they yeah, live very well <laughs> You're describing the material, again, material, the material underpinning for why the shit, why my shtick eventually, like, works, why it's effective, and why when it's, like, the, the communist, pro the socialist, I should say socialist, because if we're, if we're being specific here, communism is the stage you get to once you've done this, like, socialism is a transition from capitalism to, uh, to communism, and we, and we have yet to see a stateless, classless society, yes, that has definitely never happened Unless you go back, and even then, that's not communism. That'd be like, you know, various tribal forms. It was just primitive. Um, we, just pri we didn't have anything. Yeah. <laughs> look at look at your Cuba, Vietnam, China, Bolivia. I'm definitely leaving a couple of them out. Yeah. These, like, surviving, relatively successful socialist states. Cuba's still trucking along with the most thorough and heinous sanctions ever put on any country in the history of the world. North Korea even is like... The fact that they are still hanging on at all is like, well, if communism doesn't, if socialism, I should say, if socialism sucks that bad, why haven't they fucking fallen apart? We're doing everything we can to hurt them, and they're still like limping, like ah, you can't get me down. <laughs> I think, I think Vietnam. I ain't hear no bell. Vietnam's a good example. Cuba could be. I think. I don't know. I, I'm not going to speak. If on we Cuba, stopped but... fucking with Cuba, they'd be fine. Uh, they'd there's, be great. So there's there's little things that sound. Cuba's economy is largely based on tourism because it's a gorgeous tropical island. It is. And so they're not doing great right now. Because we took away their sugar industry. Well, no, they no, no. be an economy based on no, like no, actual they, stuff. They do that. They, they, <laughs> they, it's, that's their second thing is agricultural exports. But the reality is that, that COVID really hurt Cuba a lot. So Cuba's not doing so great right now, but it's because nobody went on vacation for like two years. And so all they had was the agricultural exports. And you can't di then divert your economy to something else because you're just legally not allowed to. Well, that's what I mean when I talk about kneecapping. If Cuba was just like free market fuckers, like if they were just allowed to actually have the free like, participate in whatever free market system, blah blah blah, they would be in a lot better shape because they would have something they could go to as opposed to just all right, let's hunker down and weather this along with like Russia, Russia and China. Like, yeah, but <laughs> Russia's, Russia's been doing terrible. Like so, so Russia can't get ball bearings right now that's just and uh, oh that's that's very it's oddly specific but here's why so i was doing like a lot of welding and working with metal for a while and the place i'd go to to buy metal they had like a lot of seconds like stuff that was just like it couldn't be used 
for this kind of project. It's got this small defect in this one corner and we need the whole thing. And I would buy it and cut it up and I made that barbecue. But like, um, they literally have tubs of ball bearings in every conceivable size. They sell by the weight of the steel. And we just, we have so many of them, we sell them by weight, by their value of the metal they contain, which is not a lot. Whereas Russia right now, because their economy's not doing that great, it's largely based on oil and, and other other natural resource exports, which is which the South learned in the Civil War just ain't enough by itself. Um, that that they they don't have enough ball bearings to put tanks in the field. Like they, if if they beat Ukraine, it's gonna be the same way they beat the Nazis under the sheer weight of numbers. <laughs> the same way the Chinese beat Japan. It's the, well, there's a lot more of us than there are of them, so. I don't comment on, like, this shit as it's going down because, in retrospect, the truth will all eventually come out. But uh, Yeah, absolutely. Only, only to say, if you, to- if you go through those leaks that were so bad that they had to go, that they're, like, going to throw the absolute book at this, like, 20-year-old soldier, uh, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> So I want to go on to this tweet, which yeah. has a million things in it that I don't. That I, I, we could do an entire episode on like every one of these topics, but like, don't just trust me. Look into them for yourselves. These are things that are absolutely sourceable, confirmable. But I want to read this guy's tweet because we talk about we talk about fascism a lot, right? Because it's bad, and <laughs> we want to have that not like return. Um, this guy's called Frank Lombardi. Small account. He's a musician. Maybe I'm a little biased because he's a guy with a guitar like me, but. He says, in a tweet, to me, the Democratic Party in just the last week alone has clearly proven itself more fascistic of the two major parties in this country. And just the past week, the Biden admin has indicted the chairman of the African People's Socialist Party, along with other members of the black activist organization on Russiagate-related, trumped-up, and what appears to be at face value, unconstitutional charges. Furthermore, Stacey Plaskett and the Democratic Party leaders were involved in issuing an open letter threatening and urging the arrest of journalist Matt Taibbi over the factually incorrect charges of lying to Congress over what amounted to be minor, a minor uh, clerical error in his Twitter files reporting, which ultimately proved unintegral un- to his findings, which he voluntarily corrected to the extent which it needed correcting at all, and which he specifically didn't even mention throughout his testimony. It was in tweets, not the actual congressional testimony, and now they're trying to say perjury, but you can't perjure yourself in a tweet. No. This episode comes on the heels of a very uh, very obvious retaliatory visit from the IRS to Matt's home within hours of his testimony. And as if that's not enough, we have now found out that the intelligence community's initial, quote, finding, calling Hunter Biden's laptop a Russian disinformation campaign, was carried out at the request of then-candidate Biden's campaign advisor, Anthony Blinken, and was signed by intelligence community insiders in a bid to help Biden win the presidency. In other words, it was itself a disinformation campaign, aided and abetted not only by uh, security state insiders, but also by social media giants who blacklisted the story from being shared on their sites prior to the 2020 election, all in an attempt to unfairly advantage one major party candidate over the other. And I'm going to stop reading there, but to summarize, the Democrats, (laughs) the Biden administration has, just in the last month, in the last week at the time of uh, writing this, arrested a group of socialists and said it's because Russia, they, uh, 
Stacey Plaskett is a, a Democratic congressperson who does not allow, she's not allowed to vote because she represents, I think it's like Guam or something. She represents like a territory that isn't a state. Uh, she uh, called for the arrest of this guy, Matt Taibbi, who is a reporter, who was, if you remember the Twitter files, the point isn't that I agree or disagree or think these people are great or not great. It's just that if any other, if the Trump administration was like, hey, we're arresting these socialists, people would be losing their fucking minds. If the Trump administration said, hey, we are sending, uh, we're going to try to arrest a reporter who is reporting on uh, the state having some less than like honorable interactions with, like telling Twitter, hey, you got to censor this guy. You got to take this guy down, you know, remove this tweet suppress this tweet you know shit like that like if the trump administration was doing that like going around oh facebook take this post down people would be losing their goddamn minds and then the whole russian like hunter biden laptop i do not give a fuck about hunter biden i don't care if he's the shittiest guy on earth it doesn't isn't really relevant to but we were told that hunter biden laptop shit was fully russian fake definitely russian and definitely fake and then no it's fully real and uh uh, his fucking dad was running around going, hey, ex-CIA guy, can you please sign this letter saying that this is definitely Russian and definitely fake? And then they did that, fed that story to newspapers. Newspapers then uncritically repeated that. <laughs> like, <laughs> how? if that was the Trump admin, people's, there would be like scanners. Like every liberal friend I know, their head would just be gone. It would have fully exploded. Just no longer have a head. And, <sighs> but... This is all fine. Oh, there's so much to unpack there. So first off, there's something I wanna I wanna bitch about because I bitch about this a lot. Um, stop calling it Russia Gate or this gate or that <laughs> gate. Watergate was called Watergate because it was the name of the damn hotel they broke into or business complex or whatever. Like it's it wasn't it's, also... a, a gate is not a term for like a political thing. It, just, it drives me insane. Like. Everybody just wants to be Woodward and Bernstein and get back there. Like, I want to be famous, too. Like, just shut up. Shut up with the gates already. And they've been doing it. They've been doing it since the Clintons, like Travel Gate or Haircut Gate, whatever the hell gates there were. And I'm just like, stop this. Stop this. Unless there's a hotel named Travel Gate. The one I'm going to talk about is the African people's socialist. Uh, the socialists getting arrested because they said some things. That's what I'm definitely focusing on. So, there's so much in that tweet. So there's two things with that. Number one is that it doesn't... It, with Russia acting the fool, for lack of a better term, and we're not going to debate whether or not... They're doing that like, no. What, Russia absolutely no. tries to interfere with our elections. Well, no, no, no. I'm trying absolutely I'm, tries I'm to saying interfere in with Russian elections. I'm talking about how they're acting in the world. You can't interfere with Russian elections, trust me. But that being said, um, like Russia's flexing out in we the try. world in a really weird way. And, um, and so, of course, whenever that happens, going all the way back to like before the Cold War, America starts starts investigating people who are close to the Soviet Union. I mean, they've, they've always done it. We learned about it in school when I was a kid. I can't what was it the Sacco and Vinzetti trials or something? Like it goes it goes all the way back, you know. But that being said, I don't I don't know. I don't follow it. I feel like somebody must have messed something up or misread a memo like that thing where they they had um I forget what thing was supposed to make the the Ukrainians be Nazis and they. They put like the wrong thing. The in Azov the Battalion. It was like the video games or something. You know, it was like. Oh, the... you're you talking about the freaking ghost of Kiev? <laughs> no, there was like there was all the pictures of like something where it was like the wrong thing. 
like that they put in it. I forget what I, it was. Th- there is a reason I don't like even try to engage with the like. Oh, we got a picture of blank in this active war. I'm like, this is just a fucking land, a minefield for you getting caught reposting bullshit later. Oh, exactly. Like, <laughs> this was a different year and a different war and a different like. Exactly. So that's that's the but but I don't the, even touch it. Yeah, but the thing with that is like. Why would I forget? It was like the, the in, in, influencing the election of like the mayor of like a city in Florida, and I'm like, exactly. I don't think the Russians care that much who the mayor of. I forget what city it was. I could be wrong. I could. It's, it's dude. It's Saint Petersburg. It's really. Yeah, funny. that was it. I could. I could be <laughs> completely. And you know, it could have been. Maybe they did. Like they got the order from Putin. Like you have to work with the mayor of Saint Petersburg, <laughs> and they just—it was supposed to be the mayor of Saint Petersburg, like the Russia. Moscow <laughs> district, and they, they just like some dude me- like messed it up or sent money to the wrong people. I wouldn't be surprised. Like weirder stuff has happened on on all sides of the intel game. Going back to Queen Elizabeth the first, there have been like like mess ups like that. I I don't know. <laughs> so the 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 reason I try to stack, we had the Bud Light story from before, which I could have picked ten thousand different articles from ten thousand yeah. different papers. Everybody is, we are told that's a, that the media has told us that that is the thing we need to focus on right now. That's like the issue, and at the same time, we have the African People's Socialist Party, the Uhuru movement. They have uh, people in um, where is it, St. Louis and. Uh, St. Petersburg, Florida, like we were just talking about. And I, I, I'm not super familiar with this group, but I'm slightly more... They're a kind of a tiny, relatively obscure group, which makes where the story goes so weird. I know the tiniest bit about them because I've been to an event where they were handing out pamphlets. So I got one of their pamphlets. I got to read their pamphlet. And in St. Louis, they have the Uhuru House, where what they've been trying to do is kind of like, like emulating like what the Black Panthers would do, fix issues in their direct, immediate area. They have a house that they bought, and that, that means that, oh, someone's having a hard time, they need somewhere to stay for a second. They can do that. They uh, have then expanded that to, well, we have this add-on building, which we're treating like a community center, and if you want to have like your wedding or event, or it, it also lets them house like their soup kitchens and other like community outreach things, and they bought like the park nearby, and they're like trying to expand and just like basically buy chunks of broke poor St. Louis and then kind of not give literally it back to the people because you know there's only so much you do that you run out of money (laughs) but you know trying to make their community owned by themselves rather than oh we built another Jack in the Box (laughs) I like Jack in the Box not Um, a terrorist (laughs) organization is the point I'm making here (laughs) I don't I don't know I don't know if some of the members were up to some shit I don't I I, like there's I couldn't find that much on it when you said that to me I'm like I don't yeah it kept pulling up stuff on on Uhura from Star Trek when I tried to google it did you mean Uhura I'm like no I sure didn't um they're not a hugely powerful group, which makes this arrest even more outrageous. So while we're hearing about Bud Light, and we have to talk about Bud Light, we did not hear, and I follow, these are the same the same people who got me into all of my current bullshit, into leftism, or I don't even like calling it that anymore, because most people involved with what they call the left are embarrassing and do fucking nothing. Uh... They don't care. They don't give a fuck about this. They don't know what happened, which is not their fault. The megaphone has not been thrown to it. But you figure somebody would start like a hashtag something. Nothing here. So the thing I'm reading from is uh, this is uh, Workers World, which is like a, a newspaper of like a a, com- a a tiny small communist party. <laughs> this is definitely not unbiased reporting, 
But I would love to pull up the MSNBC article or the New York Times article or the Washington Post article or the <laughs> Wall Street Journal article. But you can't. Well, but And here's the thing from that. And, and this doesn't mean this is the case, but it goes back to that thing at the beginning where it, you know, the world totalitarian government based on money and somebody who's asleep <laughs> is that, that you, like, it's funny how you put that because just because something doesn't have those articles doesn't mean that it's not real. And that's, that's kind of that, but, but, but that's what a lot of people think like, oh, well, if this was real, it'd be on CNN. And it's like, well, CNN is owned by, I don't even know. Like, I know Fox is owned by Disney. I think CNN is owned by Disney. And they're like, they're, it's, it's like the double, it's become the WWE, the news, literally, where it's like, <laughs> is they're all owned by the same, like, like, you know, yeah. back then it was, uh, I can't even remember his name now. Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon, like, owned all these guys. It was all scripted. And there were people that didn't believe that because they were, I don't even know how you, because, like, my cousin worked there. Like, I, I always knew it was scripted. I didn't care. It was a great scripted show. Like, if I go see Les Miserables, that is also scripted. It doesn't make it, an, it, doesn't make it any less of an amazing play. Um, and, and that's where, like, there's, there's you know, what they're going to say, you know, like, like they said in The Dictator. Like, you know, it's, um, why can't I think of his real name now? Uh, Borat. Uh, Sakabar on Cohen, like we saw the, 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 all the news outlets could be owned by three families. It's like, <laughs> oh wait, yeah, we're just right there already. <laughs> that was the whole point. So, let me read a bit from this article, just so we can have some uh, less of me just like circling around it. So, the United National Anti-War Coalition (UNAC) condemns the indi- that's who this paper is from the, the Workers' World. Not Workers' World. Yeah, Workers' World. It's a coalition. The Wobblies, the IWW. uh, Condemns this indictment of Omali Yeshitela, chairman of the African People's Socialist Party, the APSP, and other members for expressing their views on Ukraine. The indictment charges them with, quote, conspiring to covertly sow discord in U.S. society, spread Russian propaganda, and interfere illegally in U.S. elections. Quote, I say it that loud and slow so we can figure out what the charges actually are. Because I've talked to people about this. And they're like, well, look at Pepper supporting these Russians. And I'm like, what do you do? You think they like picked up, like did a school shooting with Russian flags and shit? Like, what do you think they're actually in trouble for? Uh, it's conspiring to covertly sow discord in U.S. society. So covertly. So what does that mean? <laughs> like, and who gets to judge what that means? Uh, spread Russian propaganda, which is legal in america your first amendment rights allow you to spread whatever propaganda you want (laughs) there are so even if they did spread russian propaganda that's legal here all right and interfere illegally and u.s in u.s elections by what running candidates and voting these are u.s citizens this is like, even the stated charges are so fucking right. this indictment attempts to criminalize freedom of speech and discourage all who oppose u.s foreign policy from expressing their views Sorry, I went for a while. What do you think? I mean, I, so I, I genuinely don't know because the same article you were just talking about, the one that you sent me, that's, that's all I could find on it. So I don't know, I know. what I don't know what they did <laughs> versus what they're being accused so of. They doing. said that what they're accused of, they're receiving money. They say that a Russian national who was also arrested with them in the same indictment, there is yeah, a Russian that, person yeah. who's boot nervous. They got somewhere between two thousand and ten thousand dollars from them. And this, like, and it's an organization that that primarily exists based on donations. So it's likely that they submitted a donation to this guy, which might. And it's not. I'm sorry. One final fold to that: 
that itself is also not illegal. They just didn't fill out the paperwork. Well, so which, that's which it. Could like, make that's it what illegal. they got. Like it depends on. Like I said, I don't, I don't know that much about this situation, so I don't know. It's um, an indictment that some people have seen, so like de- some details are out, but I don't think you can just read the indictment, like the whole thing publicly. Yeah, and 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 I, I don't know what's going to come out about it. There are limits to what you can do with donations. International stuff gets really sticky. I remember like looking this up at one point because because I I've done nonprofit stuff, and it's just stuff you have to learn. But I, I don't know. I assume, given, given the current climate and how difficult it is to, for, for, it seems, for local police departments and prosecutors to, like, arrest and prosecute, like, violent criminals, that, that if they're going on something like this, there's a reason behind it. And I, I can't say if it's a good reason or a completely politically motivated reason because there's just nothing about this. It's, it's a little weird. I don't even I don't even bring this up because of the particular group or because that I think that these are views that we all need to hold. I care because these are these is a group of black socialists who are experiencing the same kinds of charges uh, for the same kinds of reasons that every black socialist group has received in the u.s like for time immemorial this is the shit that they said they called malcolm x a russian agent they called mlk they're like oh he's collaborating with russia like the country hasn't even changed and i know that the ussr and modern day russia are not the same country and that modern day russia is not socialist i would defend mlk even if mlk was like buddying up with the ussr i'd be like well uh, maybe there's a fucking reason like there's a reason that all these black liberation leaders would end up in Cuba and they'd come back and be like man in Cuba I was treated like a fucking human being <laughs> and in America like in the fucking 60s now like I, I, I don't even, we don't even have that layer of it, it it's they aren't a pro-Russian like a black pro-Russia group <laughs> they, they have different opinions on Ukraine and of course this is who they would be going after if, they're, if you're going to do a politically motivated arrest who are you going to go after? Group People who are less popular, people who are less mainstream. You said you can't find anything about this group. They're tiny. They did, however, run candidates in, I'm pretty sure in Florida, like you like you said. And they got like 2% of the Democrat, of the, of the vote. 2% of the vote. They didn't run as Democrats. They ran as independents. Uh, 2% of the vote. And that might also have a, something to do with why they're like, uh-uh. We cannot even risk, even that is too much of a threat. You're getting too much of an option away from the single party with two colors that you're allowed to vote for, and we got to tamp this down uh, while we can. (laughs) It starts here and expands outward. If you're okay with this politically motivated arrest, or should I say very flimsily (laughs) motivated arrest, when when does that happen? At what point, as they then expand this outwards to other uh, inconvenient groups, do you start caring? If it was a group of trans people who didn't like the Ukraine war, would you care? If it was a group, because uh, it's not going to stop with radical black socialists. It's then going to be mainstream, uh, whatever mainstream even means. Like, it, oh, yeah, they're only going to arrest the socialists, and they're going to just knock it off. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like That's I said, I, I don't know if, if, if it is a real political thing, if it is, like, really toxic, like, what you're alluding to. Oh, they did to. get raided, if this affects your opinion at all. About three months ago, they got raided by the FBI. Obviously, they didn't find, like, a big storeroom full of guns or bombs. I don't think <laughs> that that's illegal in ago. Florida, actually. 
Huh? <laughs> they might oh, have. I don't think that's illegal with... in Florida, yeah. <laughs> as many bombs and guns you want. It's Florida. Hey, it's Florida. I mean, it's, you read, read some of the stuff that goes on in Florida? Florida man. Um, but, uh, like I said, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know what it is, like, and it, and, th- and that that in and of itself bothers me, but I, I, I don't want to make a comment because I don't know if it's going to be an informed comment. I don't know if it's going to turn out, like, yeah, like, there's there's Russian agents embedded with these guys who look really, really stupid. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know it's, what exactly it is. I want to find the clip. But it's the guy, the Chairman O'Malley, the guy who was like main guy in the indictment, and he's making a speech before the. Maybe it was at the indictment or before. It was after the raid. But he's like, they're coming and telling us that black people are so stupid that they need Russia to convince them that there's a problem in America <laughs> that we should be like political dissidents. And I've heard that point a lot. You know, I heard that point from Panthers in the '70s who were making the exact same speeches. Like they're telling us that we're Russian agents. Motherfucker, like my my father was killed here in America by Americans. <laughs> like not, Russia didn't do any of this to us. Yeah, I've heard know. a version of that speech many times, and it becomes more like prescient every time. Yeah, in our own chat here, uh, like someone said, hey, that group, oh, that group seems generally whatever, but I, they don't like their separatist views. And when they say separatist views, a lot of black radicals say that they should be allowed to separate and form their own like black nation within the U.S. Which was an idea in the 30s and 20s that was supported by the United States Communist Party with the condition that that was a thing that a lot of black people wanted. (laughs) That's where it gets weird. It's like the idea of like, aha, whether you like it or not, you're your own country and we're going to like that becomes more like you're making a camp or a reservation. I don't don't think they I don't don't think anyone's ever supported doing that in America. America historically has had a real problem with the idea of any part of America breaking away. We fought a whole war about it. Yeah. But if there was a movement within, like, what was called the Black Belt, so, like, big chunks of the South, Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, etc., if a whole bunch of black people who were the vast majority of the citizenry, especially back in the 30s and 40s, uh, decided we all have voted and we want to make our own sovereign nation, like, I would be, like, ideologically, like, yeah, I would have to support that. That's what the people want. They should be allowed. Yeah. Well, back then, yeah, but now we make a lot of cars there, so we can't really let them take those states. (laughs) We've also moved around. We, the you know, diversity has progressed a bit in the last hundred years. So I mean, how would you know? We really... live in Arizona. It's not a very diverse state. It's like not it's, not. Yeah, it's diver- it's, di- it's a completely different type of diversity than where you and I grew up. <laughs> I was very surprised because you'd assume that oh Arizona is probably like seventy five percent Hispanic or well, more. I'm saying like, it's, it's, it's like just a, it's a different. 50, di- yeah. It's like 80% white. <laughs> it's like, maybe not that much, but Phoenix is a very Caucasian area. Right. Well, I just I just meant that that like when we grew up on the East Coast where diversity really was like there's people from everywhere and then you get to like Arizona yeah. and it's like there's people from two wares. Southwear I... and Europeware. <laughs> My particular like Glendale has gotten I see like when I'm just out and about I see all kinds of people, and especially working in the census, I got to learn a little bit. Like, oh, this is the street where they put all the former Yugoslavians. There's just like five houses in a row where it's like, okay, all right. Who's, like, who's like they? Wait, who's, who's they? Uh, when just, when just, shit was going I'm down in the Balkans you. and there I'm was civil you. war. Yeah, but they, they put Re- them there. Refugees. 
somebody just plucked them up like we're playing playing like Sims. <laughs> well, just I, picked them up and I, dropped I, them I in the neighborhood. That's kind of how it ends up being, because like whatever it eventually comes down to, blah blah mayor, town board, state thing, where it's like, where do they go? It's like, well, we got this one block where. You, like there's, we now have a few uh, I- like Iraqi refugees and Sudanese so, refugees showing up from shit that was happening so it, twenty it, years ago, it, and it's like, oh yes, that block has like four different Iraqi families. Like <laughs> that's so not a coincidence. You're not <laughs> wrong, like but you kind, you're not wrong, but you kind of are. So it, it, it there is a reason, but it's not like the mayor says, oh, you could take them here. It's like somebody has like a cousin, like oh, cousin Yuri moved to America, he lives over here, and then like everybody like. Oh. It, 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 I just you, mean specifically refugees. Not oh, yeah. Just well, even, even refugees. Nor, refugees will find somebody they know who knows somebody who's here, who, who moved to, like, the place they want to go. Like, that. that's historically, like, a thing. That's how, like, this... Yeah. yeah. Now, trust me, in New York... You at least have a chance of somebody speaking the language you speak when you show up in a whole new country yeah. having and to restart somebody, your whole somebody life. you know who helps you out. Like, hey, man, how do you get... Like insurance? Oh, it, like what is insurance? Like what is health insurance? <laughs> the first, hello, you're an American now. <laughs> Get on the market. They call this a hamburger. <laughs> well. Brian, that's all the shiz I had to talk about today. Thank you very much for having these conversations with me. Um, I here I again said this off air. I didn't want to start out our thing with like Brian is what a lot of people would consider conservative on this because I don't want to immediately start out with this dichotomy of like so here's a person who you're gonna disagree with for the next hour like right up front. I don't want to poison the well. I, I used to consider myself device. a conservative, but I don't know what. But that, like, like yeah, speak to that. Tell us about well, your thing. Well, you, what that what you, that means now is not what like it meant when I, when I was when I was younger and thought I was a conservative. I wasn't like. Yeah, I don't like the gays, and everyone should speak English, and and we need to, you know, like, 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 no, it, you know, oh, trans people, which really weren't, trans people wasn't so much, I mean, I know they've been around forever, but it just wasn't a thing in the public, I mean, Zeke Geist when I was a kid, but, um, no, like. They didn't decide we all had to fight about it every single day. Yeah, like, 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 <laughs> realistically, when I was a kid, conservative largely was like, like, well, how much taxes should we have, at what levels, and what should we spend our money on? What country should we be friends with? You know, I have to say like two sentences because what I just said it could be construed as like, oh, Pepper's out here saying, why do we have to talk about trans people all the time? Who cares about trans? It's not that sentiment. I have I take that from trans people I know in my life who who have posted literally like you're killing us to media stories that are designed to piss people off about trans people. I think that a lot of the hatred and anger and like. Does anyone give a single fuck about the library drag shows? No! Nobody cared! They've been going on forever, but then suddenly the news talked about it every single day, and now shit has gotten heightened to a ridiculous sense where people are getting shot. And it's like, that doesn't just happen spontaneously. The people don't just go, you know what? We're gonna go shoot up this fucking library. Like, <laughs> that has to get whipped up by something. And I think it, the media does that shit to make sure we all fight each other and never become friends. And they're finding whole new ways why we have to never become friends. Because, oh, gender, now you all have to be concerned about, well, there are a whole nother reason to fucking hate people. <laughs> it's like, so, that's the point. I was so talking. I'm not sure if you heard yourself, because it's weird. You didn't say anything to apologize for. So you're saying, oh, the media says we have to argue about trans <laughs> people. There's nothing wrong with talking about trans people. 
and I and I do all the time when I've lots of like it's presented as a pain. Right, exactly. Like, I have <laughs> I have trans friends and we talk about this like a good friend of mine, I'll never forget what he's like, Hey, did you ever want to see a picture of what I look like before I transitioned? And I'm like, Honestly no, like unless you really want to show it to me because like I, <laughs> you're you're a dude. Like I've always thought of you as a dude. Like I always knew you were female to male trans, but like you're a dude. Like you're you know, it's it's like I don't see any need for it. But but it's it's not an organic conversation. There's nothing wrong with having organic conversations, um, except for the people. There are people that are like you know, or very organic. And unfortunately, there are people who very quote unquote organically don't like like are very anti-trans. And that's largely it's it's I think it's indoctrination and ignorance. Um, just 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 as it was, you know, it's like I, I I've said this before and I'll say it again, like. Do you guys ever get tired of being the bad guys in the history books? Like nobody's looking back and pointing at a picture in a history book where their grandfather's like holding up a sign like no N-words in my kid's school. Like, look, there's my granddad. Like and it's like, you know, like, like, dude, like, no, I'd be embarrassed now, you know? And it's it's the same argument over and over again. And I don't and and, and the, the reason why it goes back to the quote with my dinner from Andre, it's a great like wraparound is that, that in a sense we ask for it um we because we create we create the media that we want but then people make a lot of money doing it we have we have no influence well, on the media but, that but, gets created because we as a class don't have media we, all of the media is owned by the right. owners like we talk about the same two people who are best friends with all the other rich people with all other seven people who right. like run the whole world we have to turn everything into some kind of consumer but, but there, you, there you go the first time you a lot of people hear about trans people at all is that oh bud light is bad and you'll be like what but i like bud light what's happening yeah. like conservatism as you were saying is no longer really about anything it's neither is liberalism it's not about anything it's just two opposing sides that only exist in opposition to each other they don't stand for anything except for being against the other one so great a whole a concept you're unfamiliar with because you i don't know you're not worldly you live on a fucking farm whatever uh trans people and how is it presented to you for the first time by a fucking hysterical media telling you that you have to make a decision about your beer because of trans people and like yeah it's going to lead to some real like healthy understanding otherwise and, and they always <laughs> phrase it with otherwise something bad will happen to your kids but um no but they're gonna take away your beer yeah. and children but, but what i mean when I, when I say that we get the media that we want i'm not saying that we don't influence it they want to make money so they will do what causes their viewership whatever it is whoever you are like cnn pen cnn's like we'll get the people to think this fox you get the people to think that like i said i think they're both owned by disney so think about that you get two sides yeah. of you either are the people who like the a or don't but like then, a. but then you like b but you then, don't like b right. your team has a set of opinions and you must conform to all of those same but whatever opinions. they can get a response out of us with which is not necessarily entirely under our control as pornography will teach you like porn the most prevalent media of all on the planet like not even a joke there's more porn i think than there is of anything else um just because because of smartphones which I'm not saying that's good or bad, but it's it's whatever they like things. Certain things will get a visceral reaction out of certain groups for whatever reason. Just like the same thing where people that don't like trans people or gay people, it's because they're scared because they don't understand it. And then there's the people that, that want to argue with them because we're like, no, like I know trans people. They're just human beings that 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 are that are just different than you. It it, it goes right back to the 1960s where it's like. Well, why can't we, we we can't let them go to school with our kids? Why? They're human beings that just look different than you. That's literally been the same argument 
for centuries. Like, even my people, like the Jews back in, like, ancient, ancient Middle East, like, well, they cut their foreskins off. They look different than us. Like, oh, yes, we need to kill them. Like, we, they can't be around us, you know, or vice versa. When they were killing people that didn't do that. It's, 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 but, but, the, you know, like I said, now we come to this thing where we can be saturated with these things. So it's not that we shouldn't talk about trans people. Like, oh, we have to talk about trans people. I think we do. I think we need to have the conversation. What the media is selling is not a conversation. It's a visceral, violent reaction that they can claim no responsibility for when somebody gets seriously hurt. And in the meantime, they're selling beer. Apparently, the, the conservative media is now selling the beer that would never support them in a million years, which is hilarious, except that, again, people are dying in the name of advertisers, which, which is where the capitalist problem comes from because of how we exist. As very smart monkeys. I think you could sell an insane amount of like number of papers by covering class issues, like material class issues. Like if you were up there going, blah 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 is getting evicted from her apartment today because this multinational company owns a buy and means like you could you could do huge, crazy, sensationalist journalism, but about other topics, like things that actually mean something like oh my god there's this guy who exposed u.s war crimes and the u.s wants to extradite him to, to the u.s and kill him like how, that's pretty fucking exciting right but, but, but what does it sell <laughs> what like you're never gonna hear what what does that story what, sell the thing that I, we are currently selling is a reproduction of our current society they create the t like this is the one thing from 1984 that i do kind of can see actually happening like reflected by our society where the end goal being limiting <clears throat> limiting thought possibilities i don't even have to jump to 1984 i can go right back to that same clip we played at the top of the show when they're talking about people getting like lulled into like a, a hypnosis going to sleep well if you are only ever given options for just options or anything how to live your life how to act what to buy where like if you're only ever given options that are helpful to the owning class that are helpful to capital notice that we aren't even the option of like stop buying ambev like we should break up these beer monopolies it gets filtered into the well i'm not gonna buy bud light i'm gonna buy the cores like you're only ever given consumer responses exactly. as acceptable choices no, that is exactly true for life and and and, and the <laughs> thing about it is that and again going back to my dinner with andre is when they said it's subconscious is that it's not like there's like you said there's no cabal of evil guys don't even have a gun yeah, to your head there's not even a cabal <laughs> of evil billionaires i'm not saying that there are very many good billionaires i don't think there are any but like it's just such a staggering amount of money that just confuses the hell out of me, frankly. That like why do we, like like Reagan only cut the tax rate to fifty percent above a certain amount. Like it was like Reagan, like yeah, dude, no, they cut it way back after that. But that's a whole we could do, and I'd be willing to do a whole conversation with you just about that. But it's it's that once you have power and you have money, and in some of these cases, the responsibility to your shareholders, you will naturally make the decision. Especially if you're somebody who's who is does not of strong moral character, which it generally takes to get the top of any kind of organization, um, is it Robert Owen. He's the only good billionaire. Of course, at the oh, time, oh, you like Google like this just now? A while ago, I don't even know who Robert Owen no, is. I, he's Robert Owen was like a like a he's like not 
I think 1800s, late 70s, uh, 1800s, like Industrial Revolution, it was really kicking off. He was a utopian thinker where he was like, he agreed with a lot of the, uh, like, hey, we need to equalize. I don't know if he specifically read Marx, but he's like, I'm going to go build my perfect society over in America. I'm going to make my factories where my workers will be paid extremely well and they'll live in these houses. And like, he kind of ran like the good universe version of company. How did it work? Where everyone was treated amazingly well and their factory was very productive and they still made money. <laughs> but then Robert Owen died and it all fell apart because it was just one guy who happened to be nice holding it together. You didn't actually change the system. You just gave a bunch of people like a, a good life like I said, it's, for it's, a it's bit, very hard like for generation. somebody who's genuinely decent to get to the top of anything because it especially in, in, in terms of human he beings, was removed from all press all his rich friends were like fuck you Robert Owen we we're never going to acknowledge you all of high he was like a class traitor but the good right, kind right. and they fully turned on that fucker but, but it's <laughs> it's what you expect because to get to that point for the most part you have to be opportunistic there's there's like it's not that it it's it it both you there has to be the ability like there's to be certain stuff inherent in you it's luck and fucking gumption no. luck and opportunism I, that's how you become rich I think, you have to have the right luck and then take every opportunity right, but the, and you but might get taking rich taking every opportunity is going to mean doing some things you or I wouldn't be willing to do to get there yes like i'm i'm not <laughs> rich I mean. i'm comfortable because i decided like my own moral level like how far am i willing to go you know and um and, and, and that's that's kind of the thing is that then you get this and that's what creates this is it it's it's it comes like I said to you it comes from us to them from them back to us and I'm not saying it's our fault it's just the nature of what humanity is it's why I'm very interested to see like human beings are changing we're seeing like rises in high functioning autism and high functioning autistic people tend to be a lot less awful in my experience than high functioning quote unquote neuro neurotypical people and I, I you know I don't know I don't know where it's gonna go like I would not fit in a, in a future collectivized society but you know it's either that or extinction like we either get off this rock and all work together or this is this this cradle of ours is our tomb and that's my humanism like I said that's a whole other topic that I'd be, love to do with you sometime but like we have a guy right now has so much money he's building his own Starfleet. Now, on the one hand, I think it's great that somebody is trying to get to Mars, but on the other hand, it's like that is that is a truly like atrocious sum of money. Like I, I, I don't know. If you really want to get to space, not a good you got to improve. You, you, you figure out Earth first. It's a lot. I, like Star Trek is almost kind of correct in there. They're all like that the Vulcans wouldn't show up until we've like proven that we're not fucking beasts anymore. <laughs> like you figure out all your own local shit. You you like the only reason we do war anymore isn't even because people need resources that they there's not enough of it. It's not about scarcity. Like we have enough shit. We just have to figure out how to like actually distribute it, and we don't even have to figure it out anymore. That shit has been figured out. Like if you apply the scientific method and process and logic to all of our problems currently facing us on earth they're all very solvable you got to get africa up to where it doesn't suck to live in africa you got to get latin america up to where it doesn't suck to live instead of doing the opposite which is what we do now where we kneecap these countries and make it impossible for them to develop you, once everyone has developed to where <laughs> to the point where, where then it's like hey we figured out everything on here. Let's start going to space. <laughs> like, that's how it's going to happen. Because collaboratively, we're going to have to, like, as a planet, go to space. Well, we need to, or we're not really going to do we it. We need to build some trust with those communities. There were so many years where it was just like, 
well, look, we don't want to pay a lot for pineapples. Um, <laughs> now we don't want to pay a lot for lithium. And they're talking about going to war with Mexico because Mexico's like, uh, we're keeping our lithium. <laughs> The world keeps turning around. <laughs> it's just the same shit. I mean, <laughs> except the, what the resources valuable changes. We didn't yeah. used to like gold for its elect for its computer part uses, but here we are. We didn't used to give a shit about gasoline until oh wow, this refining product sure is useful for uh, these purposes, and it'll change again. And if we don't change the system of ownership, they're just gonna invade new places. Oh shit, they're invading uh, Canada. <laughs> Somehow maple syrup is the most precious resource now. I don't know. <laughs> I only use American maple syrup, sir. It's actually true. So <laughs> right. uh, we got Vermont. I do. I actually do. Like I, I actually do because my parents used to go up there all the time. My mom still does. Me and my dad passed, and so they always give me Vermont maple syrup. But that was just just going back to like my 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 failed marriage, like where she she would not use real maple syrup, and I was just like that was. Like, before that, I would not allow fake maple syrup in the house. And uh, and it was just so funny. It's like, I got rid of it all after that. You weren't there for that. We hunted down all the, all the fake... I guess it's a, Europe, it's a European thing where they use, like, the flavored corn syrup. We use it in America, too. But, like, if you look at it... I just, for cheapness, I def- absolutely know and can tell the difference and appreciate the difference, but I'm just broke. Just heat up some Aunt Jemima and dump it on The price there is not... It's <laughs> not like it's a huge price difference. Like, it's not like the difference between buying, like, a Chevy or a BMW. It's like a dollar. It is $55.00 for a gallon of actual maple Where do you syrup. shop? I'm going to bring some maple syrup up there. It is not that much here. All right. We got to wind this thing up. I have been Pepper Coyote, and then you'll say I have been Bryant Fox, and I I think I still am. And then we yell, bye, for a real long time. Here we go. Bye. Bye.